Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 537. Recently, I had a mom who I work with ask me to do an episode talking about chores. She has young kids and she's looking ahead to when it is appropriate to have them do uh, greater and greater Uh, jobs around the house. And specifically, we were talking about doing laundry. And so she was curious when I had my older son start doing his own laundry. And uh, I didn't exactly plan this with him ahead of time or in my mind, but this is kind of how it unfolded. I did their laundry. I always did laundry on Thursdays so that we would have clean laundry going into the weekend, especially if we were going away for the weekend or what have you. So before either Wednesday night or Thursday morning before school, I would remind the kids that tomorrow or today is laundry day and say, please bring down your baskets. Well, when my son got to be around 11 or 12, he kept not bringing his basket down, not intentionally, just not remembering. And so I would warn him, remind him a couple of times early on, I went up to get his basket after he went to school and I realized he hadn't brought it down. And then eventually I sat down with him and I said, listen, if you, I'm doing your laundry here and all I ask is for you to bring it down. But if you're not going to be able or willing to remember to bring it down, then I'm not going to be able to do it for you and you'll have to do it yourself. Well, (laughs) he was, has always been a very, very fiercely independent child. And so when I mentioned that as a potential consequence, he said, great, I want to do my own laundry. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay. Then let me show you how to do it. And so I showed him how to do it and he's been doing his laundry ever since. So I think that's pretty interesting when I think back on that, that his movement towards doing laundry did not actually come about as a consequence of him not doing what I requested him to do which is bring the laundry down. You know, I could have had that um, turn into a negative, but instead it turned into a positive. And I remember when I had that 
conversation with him. I wasn't yelling at him. I wasn't threatening him. It wasn't a negative conversation. It was just kind of a fact of the matter thing. I'm doing the laundry while you guys are at school. I would like you to help me by bringing your basket down. And if you can't do that for whatever reason, then I'm just not going to do your laundry. And that allowed, that, you know, created an opening for him to volunteer to take over that job. If I had yelled at him or threatened him or punished him or something, I'm not sure that we would have gotten to that point in a natural sort of way. And so that's just one thing I wanted to point out. Again, it reinforces how uh, effective and beneficial it is for us and our kids to have a collaborate to to create a collaborative relationship, a collaborative spirit in our homes where we're working together to try to address and resolve issues that come up rather than fighting and being on opposite sides. So uh, this is the son I told that I've talked about who's in college. And he's done his laundry ever since. The only thing that sometimes would happen over the past six or so years of him doing his laundry is sometimes he would let it go a little too long. He would let it go until he had, you know, no socks left or no shirts left or something like that. And then he would bring his laundry down and instead of one basket of laundry, it would be two baskets plus. So he would end up having to do as much laundry as I was doing for everyone else in the house. And so, of course, he's the one who ultimately pays the price, right? When he goes to reach into his closet or drawer and there is nothing clean, then he scoots that stuff downstairs right away to wash it so that he can have something clean. Now, over the years, if I, maybe on a laundry day or something, or just if it came up in my mind and I would think, hmm, I feel like it's been a while since he did laundry, then I would say to him, do you have a big pile of laundry upstairs? I think it's been a while. And he would say, yeah, I have a huge amount. I'll bring it down tonight and start on it. Or something like that. So if I remembered that it had been, seemed like it had been a long time, I would just give him a gentle nudge. And if I hadn't noticed, then he would remember sometimes before he ran out of a certain item, sometimes as he reached in and found there were none in there. So that's kind of how that worked with him. And now that he's in college, uh, he told me he bought extra underwear before he left and socks and stuff. And he took tons of clothes And when I said, I don't know that you need that many clothes, he said, well, my goal is not, is only to do laundry once until I come home for Thanksgiving. And I thought, wow, that, that's a long time to go (laughs) more than a month without doing laundry. But he is an adult now and he has to figure it out on his own. Then about... A week after he, we moved him up there, he told me that the laundry soap that we had bought to send with him, to take with him, 
actually caused an allergic reaction for him. And so he had to borrow his roommate's laundry detergent. And uh, then he was saying that we needed to get a different brand, the old brand for him, because the new brand doesn't work. So clearly he had already done his laundry within a week of arriving at school. So I thought that was a pretty good sign. And, and it, it's all on his own right? He's figuring it out. I'm not micromanaging him. I'm not calling every week and saying, did you do your laundry? It's on him to figure out. I let it be on him to figure out here at home. Now it's on him to figure out at school. And to me, that's how it should be. And when he let me know about the laundry, I kept the focus of our conversation on the laundry I made sure not to derail the conversation and gloat about the fact that he thought he was going to do laundry once before Thanksgiving. And look, it's only been a week and mom was right. You're actually doing it more often. If I did the I told you so stuff with him, boy, how anxious would he be to share anything else with me moving forward? So I made sure there was no gloating to be had. And I just talked to him about what kind of laundry detergent he wanted that we knew would be safe for his skin. So uh, that's the story about his laundry. And this summer, I realized that my daughter has already turned 15 And I have yet to teach her how to do her laundry. And my younger son is 13 and I haven't taught him either. So this fall, we are doing laundry. Or should I say I'm teaching them how to do it. I actually have already taught them over the past, well, over this quarantine, I've been teaching them, but I haven't fully given them the job of doing their own laundry. So... I will be handing that off to them this fall. And uh, I've taught them how to separate the clothes. And I've stood in the laundry room with them while they separate the clothes, load the, the, um, uh, the washing machine, load it, show them where the soap goes and stuff like that, the laundry detergent. So they know how to do it. They know how to... Um, empty the lint basket in the dryer. And did you know that lint is compostable? So I make sure they put the lint uh, collection in the compost. So that's kind of what we do with laundry. Now I realize I need to pass the job on to them and let them be responsible for their laundry. And this mom that I was talking to also was asking, uh, she's struggling with figuring out how much, how many household jobs to give her kids that is enough, but not too much and age appropriate. I also uh, taught all of my kids how to clean toilets and bathrooms and stuff like that. At a pretty young age, I would say 
I, I think my son was probably around 12 when I taught him. And then my daughter was uh, nine and my younger one was seven, somewhere around those ages. I didn't give the seven-year-old the toilet cleaning job, not until he was older. And I got cleaning products that didn't have bleach or any kind of harsh chemicals that they use and still do use on their bathroom that they share, all three of them. And so they were, they've been cleaning, the only standard quote-unquote cleaning product that they use is Windex on the mirrors. So they've been sharing the laundry, the ba- uh, sorry, sharing the bathroom job for years now, probably five or six years. They all know how to clean windows. They all know how to clean bathtubs and showers. They all know how to clean sinks, uh, not windows, mirrors and windows. They know how to clean toilets. They know how to get the the pee that collects around the bottom of the toilet. They know how to do all of that stuff. And I think that's a really important thing to kind of just think about in terms of chores for your kids, to really think about what jobs will they need to know how to do? What tasks will they need to know how to do in order to be able to successfully live on their own? And I was quite redeemed and proud of myself when we moved my son into his dorm. We didn't really know the layout of the room too much before we got there, but the dorm that he was assigned to has a bathroom between every two rooms. So if you could imagine like sort of like adjoining hotel rooms where the two hotel rooms share a door, well, these two dorm rooms share a bathroom. So there's an entrance to the bathroom through each dorm room, but not to the hallway. So instead of having just a bunch of bedroom-style dorm rooms and a big public bathroom at the end of the hallway, like my dorm was in college, every two rooms share their own bathroom. So there's no public bathroom in the hallway. But because these bathrooms are accessed only through the dorm rooms, the people who live in those two rooms are responsible for cleaning, keeping those bathrooms clean, toilets and showers and sinks. So each dorm room has a sink and then they share the shower and the toilet. And so when we walked in and saw that arrangement, I just smiled thinking, this is good. My son's got this. I don't have to spend college move-in day teaching him how to clean a shower and a toilet because he already knows how to do it. So we just made sure we left him with toilet cleaner and bathroom cleaner. And uh, I bought him this cool toilet bowl scrubber and plunger combined that I found at Walmart because I thought college age boys sharing a bathroom, yeah, they could use a plunger. (laughs) And so um, it turned out that one of the other rooms overflowed their toilet the first weekend after we, they all moved in because 
they didn't have a plunger. So <laughs> I was really happy that that I found this clean, uh, toilet cleaner plunger combo. Anyway, enough about toilets. Um, so what do you do with giving your kids chores at appropriate ages? You have to look at what they're developmentally capable of doing. There's no hard and fast thing that I would suggest. Like at this age, they should do this. At that age, they should do that. It really depends on what they're able to do. So very young kids can help by sorting the laundry. They can put the socks in a pile. They can put the towels in a pile. They can put the shirts in a pile. They can separate by colors when they're learning their colors, either for uh, in order to clean the laundry or folding the laundry afterwards. After they get a little bit older, they can help with folding the laundry. You can teach them how to do that, which is really helpful. They can help to hang up their shirts when the laundry is clean. My kids hung up the shirts, their shirts from well before they were tall enough to reach to put the shirts on the hanger, uh, on the bar in their closet. So they would hang up their shirts on hangers and lay them down or hand them to me. And then I would put them on the bar in the closet until they got tall enough where they could reach. Wiping down counters. This is a job that they could do. Obviously cleaning bathrooms, sweeping the floor, uh, kids, I, I, I can't even say what typical age a child is capable of really effectively sleep, sweeping the floor. I don't know if my kids are just really bad at sweeping the floor or if this is just something that takes a lot of years and practice, but none of my kids are good at sweeping the floor. And I, I do realize that I have a high standard personally for clean floors. So when I sweep the floor and sweep the stu- the pile into the the little um, dustpan, I don't want to miss and leave a pile on the floor. So in my opinion, I don't think any of my kids sweep the floor well because they don't effectively get all of the pile at the end. But they still do do the sweeping because they have to know these jobs for when they have their own house. Vacuuming, um, windexing, the, you know, like the sliding glass door and the windows. You know, all these typical things that you would have to do around your house. I think you just kind of have to look at your child and what they're capable of doing and then see if they're at an age where the task you're thinking of would be reasonable to have them share. Um, I also have gone through times in their childhoods over the past 18 years where we've had a cleaning service come every two weeks and clean our home, and then times where I have discontinued the cleaning service. I personally definitely appreciate a cleaning service and appreciate having that responsibility lifted off of me. But I was very aware in those periods of time 
where they were coming that it was not only relieving me of my responsibility, but it was also relieving my kids of helping out. So during those small periods of time, the most they had to do was just straighten up their their belongings and their rooms so that the cleaning service or the cleaning people could have the ability to actually clean their room. But each time I did this, I kept feeling, eventually I would feel like I'm not doing a good job of showing my kids how to be responsible for their spaces and their belongings. And I have no idea if my kids will be in a position to hire a cleaning service when they are older. So I really need to teach them how to be responsible and care for their space and their belongings. So I would have a cleaning service for a few months, appreciate it, and then feel like I was not doing what I should be doing. And so then I would cancel it. And then I would go for six months or a year or two years. And then I would get busier and feel like, oh, I got to take this off my plate again. And then I would hire another one and then cancel them. And it just went on like that. So I don't know how you feel about that issue, but I would encourage you to at least give it some consideration. There were also times where I asked the cleaning service to come once a month so that they would do a really good thorough cleaning. And then in the off weeks, we would be responsible for it. So that was a pretty good compromise, I felt, as well. But I think you really have to see what works for you and what works for your children and for your household. And then also considering their schedule, their how much free time they have. I think uh, for those of us who are who have kids doing remote learning and they're home more than they would be normally or some hybrid version of learning, I think now's a great time to teach them more household tasks because they are literally home more and have more time to practice and work on it. So just some thoughts about when and how to introduce your children to household chores. I would love to hear from you and hear how you do it at home. See if you have any ideas that would be wonderful for me to share with others. So please send me an email, erin at erin-taylor.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're still listening, please stop by iTunes and leave a review on this podcast because this is how other people are able to listen to the show. So that wraps up today's episode, wherever you are in this world. I hope that you make it a fabulous, clean day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. 
Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.